I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We coolin' out. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We coolin' out. Nah, so um, this is I'm Grell, obviously. Kind of, you know how we do, cooling out. We got my boy Carl here, representing Free Game. Oh, oh. What's up, man? Nah, nothing, nothing. The no. man is the man himself, Carl yeah. Foles, on behalf of Free Game. Yeah. Uh, we got a, a loaded show for you guys tonight. So just sit back and you know, brace yourself, enjoy. Yeah. enjoy. Definitely get drunk, man. It's uh, <laughs> Sunday. I'm drunk. You guys are doing. <laughs> Really, you guys aren't doing anything. It's a Sunday. That's some fun. Get drunk. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, I appreciate you guys for all coming out. Yeah. Um, let's jump right into it. Um, something dropped on Friday. Yeah. Some, you know, so I'm not gonna let me let me take a couple steps back. Meek Mill dropped the album on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting much from it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting much. Yeah, that's what I'm. I wasn't expecting much from it. Why? Oh wait, wait. Oh no, no I get it. I know why you weren't expecting that. Why? <laughs> you don't care about mass incarceration. <laughs> you don't care about... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Prison you don't care about... So you put that on me? You don't care about... So you don't put that on me? No, no. I'm putting it on society. No. You're reflecting on no, no, society. No, no, uh, what, 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 what Meek Mill, what that meant for... Uh, I think this is a championship moment for a lot of people. Mm. Prison reform, uh, mass incarceration. He talks about it all. But you know, it gave me the it gave me some early '90s vibes. Uh, I think he really took back a lot of layers. Like he stopped rapping about the Audemars and started rapping about you know how he felt about. All right, so time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Now, when I said I didn't care about it dropping, that's because I expected him to be on the album talking about Audemars and repeating himself all over again and yelling and all that stuff. When I heard the album, it's fire. I'm not going to deny what I heard. But what I'm saying is, going into it, I didn't expect much. I was like, all right, cool, this is going to be cool. Me, going to probably have some hot shit for the winter. But I didn't expect him to be talking about anything in real life. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I think with me, man, it's there's always the underlying message of being from the inner city. Uh, speaking for the streets, there's a place for like these young cats with dreaded hair, 
and, uh, <laughs> with the red color. There's a lot of there's a space for everybody, right? There's nice rap. There's other you know there's, there's mainstream rap, and then there's meat mill rap, which is rap for the real ones, rap for the streets, uh, rap for you know prison incarceration, mm. prison reform. I thought he he finally he he finally brought it all together. Yeah, it made a cohesive project, and he spoke. For a lot of people that need to be spoken for, I thought it, I thought it was an impressive album, and I thought it was a big moment. I thought it was a bigger moment. You from Philly? You biased? Nah, man. <laughs> Let's get Kevin here. He on biased. Let's get Kevin here. What? Uh, yeah. Easy yeah, is his best album, but I think even outside of that context, I think uh, it, it was it was. Big, I think this is one of the bigger hip hop moments. It's been it, for for a while. You look back at the history of hip hop. How it started, right? It started off as a cause, a fight against a, a system, you know, public enemy, NWA, you know, guys. Rap was tied to political causes. Rap was tied to revolution and riot. That's what rap has always been, just like rock used to be. Uh, that was lost for a while, but I thought Meek Mill did a good job of tying it all in and bringing rap to where it used to be, which is just making it a revolution, being fully. Uh, it was just a thorough project. Yeah, I think in the hierarchy, like, you got the big three, you know, Kendrick, Drake, Cole, but I think, like, he's currently going to, like, of his generation. Like, I think he definitely launched in the, like, he's currently for. Nobody. Wait, what did you say? Sorry, wait, go. Kendrick, Cole, and Drake are oh, the unanimous three. I, 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 I miss Cole, that's why. What? I didn't hear his name. Oh, my that's yeah, Drake. Yeah. You almost lost some friendship <laughs> points, but go ahead. You, yeah. think, you think Meek is the unanimous four? Who is? Big Sean? You gotta. I, wait. I, I will don't say, say it like that. What? No. I will say this, man. No, it's, 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 I don't know what it's, we gotta see what this numbers look like. That's you fair. can't. I, I'm not gonna put Meek in that top four if he sells wine. What time about though? Who, who was in that class before? Like people were always arguing, like because I think Wale. Yeah, they start second tier rappers, right? <laughs> so you have the Wale's of the world, the Big Sean's of the world. Wale. Um. Wow. Yeah, while they are, he was out there for okay, okay, okay. 2010. If this, if this podcast, you know, we we click, so, so make sure you cut something up that uh, that you get Kevin, you know, talking about Wale like that. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Then I'm gonna get that on the net. You know what Wale's gonna do? He's gonna address this. He doesn't. He addresses every tweet and video directed. At I hope he does. So, so, so make sure you cut that up. And I hope he does. Go <laughs> viral. It is. But yeah, I mean. I wouldn't say unanimous just because like nothing is like coming to my mind at the moment. Like, no, no other artists. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, yeah, he writes a bunch of little Uzis and stuff. Now I don't. I don't know. I mean, for me, I would say uh, Nipsey Hussle's for it. Ooh, this is so whoa, 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 whoa. Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Travis Scott. You know, that was crazy that we didn't. You know, we didn't say Travis Scott. It ain't crazy. I, I, don't think, I, think think I don't think about Travis Scott, but you could be right. But Nipsey's well, still on that class. Nah, nah, Travis. Uh, Travis if there's somebody who's short, I think it's like, I think it's unanimous. But we're talking about like currently as oh. the, as the, as the class is around. Are you staying in the box? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kev, Kev on an incorporated. Corporate Kev. What else you want to say? Go ahead. But nah, so I think I I agree with you in the fact that it was. Definitely his most cohesive. It's probably the most cohesive album of 20, 2018, but we'll get into that later. But it was definitely one. We'll talk about it later. But it was one of the most cohesive projects that he ever put out. 
And uh, individually, it did what he was supposed to do. It was like I said, this is a moment for for hip hop. This is really championships for the city of Philly. It it did it did what it was supposed to do for hip hop. Like that's how I feel about the project. This is first time having a real message though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it took him going to prison and dealing with like the judicial system and all that shit that to for him to have a real message. And I think him having a real message is it led to him putting out such a great project because he, as you say, he spoke about the injustice um, of the uh, prison system and all those things. So, I mean, I don't know. I just don't, do you think that he can continue this stuff? Like, do you think that, that this one thing shapes him for the future? Yeah. No, I, I think right. this is really his message right here. I think this was like his uh, his reasonable doubt. His blueprint, Even, his, uh, I mean, but look, <laughs> I'm really, I think I'm, I'm easy with the names. Yeah, I, right. I, connect, I connect with the youth. I think a little bit better than uh, <laughs> some of my co co-hosts right now. Uh, I, I think that uh, if you really go on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, you know, Instagram, you see the responses I was getting, what it's getting compared to. It's uh, the comparisons are pretty crazy, but they're I like them all. I think this really does remind me of a project that really combines all of the sort of uh, aspects of a great album. You had the street records, the motivational records. You had some really, really good features. You had he even did the love songs decent. He had some love songs. Out, me kid the love, love, love songs. Song. So I, I just thought, man, like, when was the last time I heard an album like this? And it was uh, June twenty eighteen. It was a it was a long time ago. <laughs> whoa, 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 what? What? I'm like, you know what? I'm glad you're here, Kevin. We don't go too far topic, but Drake's washed up. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say all that. But, so, Boyata don't know. No, no, bro. Boyata don't know. He should be incarcerated. This is Drake's number one fan, right? Kev got Aubrey Tanner on his back, right on his lower back. He loves Aubrey Grant. Stomach. So, no, my bad. Somebody's let Drake know, too. I'm not pushing T. So, you send some goons at me on stage. I don't know what's going on. So, with that being said, is it better than Scorpion? No. Championship? I can't say. It just came out Friday. Nope. He got a better J verse. I wouldn't say overall. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's without question. What, what J verse J-verse was on uh, Scorpion? Talk up, whatever it was. Oh, talk exactly. up. Exactly. You see, you see, you see how you got it? Yeah. Yeah. So you forgot it. But so. But let's, let's, let's say this, though. Friday. Let's say this. I think if Scorpion was a more concise project, without question. it'd be the best album maybe of all time. Any any album with Jaden on it? <laughs> <laughs> The, the song Jaded is just the song Jaded. So yeah, just the song. Just Jaded, take out man. all the other twenty-four tracks on there and just focus on Jaded. Yeah. Uh, any song with Drake, you know, harmonizing and singing. Uh, come on, man. I think that has to be. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it was definitely Blue, but yeah. Yeah. But I can't say that. I just came out Friday. It's been a good year for me. It's though. been a good year. How many times have you listened to it since Friday? Uh, twice. That's it. Yeah, oh, you see, I so. heard what's free like twenty times. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I don't. I, I try. I try my best not to to stay away from those like, oh, you're just living in the moment type things. Where if an album just came on Friday, today's Sunday now. Mm-hmm. I listen to the album at least five times, that like from front to back. It's definitely well. It's definitely Meek's best album, and it's definitely better than Scorpion. Like the the actual because we can't sit here and say, oh, well, Drake would have made it more concise. He did. He put out twenty five tracks, and you have to take the album as a whole. And looking at the album as a whole, Meek's album was just better as a whole. I can listen to Meek's album straight front to back. On Scorpion, there's a couple of tracks I'm skipping, especially that, that track with Jay. There's a part of the ways, guys. This is the last episode yeah. ever. <laughs> You're in my heart. You're in my heart. I'm just being honest. 
So you think you think the nineteen tracks on Champions beats the twenty four on Scorpion? Listen. So because we're not gonna act like Meek's not a little bloated. No, 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 no. There's one or three love songs that could have been off. One or three love songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Track for listen. Track for track, right? I don't think there's obviously Meek's best track on Championships can't compare to Drake's That's top top three or Meek's four tracks. Off of, but I'm talking about just the album as a whole. If you look at it like song for song, right? Meek's album just flows better. Like my, there's very few albums recently that I'm like, y'all want to play this straight through, and I can listen to Meek's album straight through song one through nineteen. Do you listen to Scorpion that way? Do you side listen to Scorpion side. that way? Well, he kind of cheated yeah. with the two sides, but I can't. He was not side A side B. Just get pair. Just listen to it front to back. No, I can. Today you listen to it front to back. I haven't. At all. Exactly. That's my point. Without skipping anything. No, but I know my favorites now. Though. I'm going to the Phillies. <laughs> so, so how many times so I'm just listening to like 22 out of 24 instead of the whole so first list, so first couple listens since Goldberg came out whatever weekend that came out it's June 2018 what I tell you the love <laughs> <laughs> so when it came out June 2018 mm-hmm. how many times did you listen to Scorpion straight front to back before? on that Friday about oh. five six times oh, that's different that's the... <laughs> <laughs> but you a different breed <laughs> I do a different let form. me ask you we need some for a level headed yeah, nah, maybe five ten. to ten. Yeah, ten times. I think Drake's better than Michael Jackson. I think he's better oh, than Elvis. Wow. I think Drake legitimately is the greatest musician of all time. He's on an unprecedented oh, yeah. run. <laughs> 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 <You're pardoning away. laughs> this one I leave. He's better, better than Mike. Uh, Mike? I, I think Quincy. You go look back on this run. <laughs> no, no, Drake. I mean, made, this is the most dominant stretch for hip hop artists. No, he really did. Hip hop artist. He's better than. He made it cool to make love songs again, man. Artists. He made it cool for, for This is one of the most dominant strategies of an artist in general. I'm about to sound like an old head. I ain't gonna lie. Because, like, you know what's funny? My, par- my parents just. Mike! I'm starting at Michael Jackson. Who? What? <laughs> Turn out on Mike Jackson album right now. Everybody get up here and start twisting their legs, doing crazy Turn shit. Turn it off. <laughs> no, bro. Michael Jackson is one of them. Alright, after Thriller, name him. What? After Thriller? Mm-hmm. Bad, dangerous, invincible. And then the last one came out, that's when he was done for it. Yeah, you did. What about Prince? What do you mean I'm Prince? <laughs> Does anyone listen to him? Who? Prince. Not me? I don't. God rest him, but not. But he's royal right now. But yeah. I don't get it. I mean, he's royal too, but I don't disrespect the legends. I Drake, don't. So Drake is probably one of the, the greatest hip-hop artists. Well, he, not probably. One Take of the greatest out. artists. This run is unprecedented. He made it cool to love He's again, one of the most successful artists. He's breaking Michael Jackson records. He allowed men to be vulnerable. He's breaking Michael Jackson records in a... He did a lot for mental health. He did a lot for mental health. He did a lot for mental health. Like, seriously. Now he made it cool for me to... Oh, my God. You know how many heartbroken emojis I put in my pictures? Like, me looking at... (laughs) But that's because you guys are different. Drake made it cool. Drake made it cool, man. Drake made it cool for Jews to show emotion. I just look at Marvin's room. We ain't looking like this. What? No, I'm saying, that's, no, that's why I'm glad I'm sitting between you guys. There'd be too much love. Go ahead, go ahead. Where are we wrong? <laughs> no, first of all, yes, Drake made it cool to be in your feelings, I guess. He said cry if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that means everything, man. So you're telling me before, so before Arbor, you weren't crying if you needed to? No. Nah? No. Nah. Nah. None of my role models were in time. Yeah, they were slaying crack on the corner. Kev, you weren't slinging crack nowhere. I know, but that's what we're saying. None of our artists really motivated. They weren't really talking uh, about it. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Drake's one of the greatest artists of all time, but it's hard It's hard to compare all time because, obviously, eras change. The way we um, 
the way music is given to us changes. We can literally access any song we want to. And he dominates time. in his era. All you can do is base it on his era. Yes, and your era. Mike Jackson dominated his era. Who was competing with Michael Jackson at, at his prime? Who? I wasn't around No one. And this is before <laughs> anyone access music. It's for, the, it's for anything. No one was competing with Mike. No, he's good. He's, he's good already. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I have to change something. I can't fuck with y'all no more. This is like the end of our friendship right here on this stage. I'm joking with school. Listen, I'm, 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 con- I'm con- contractually obligated. He has some off the field issues. What's the goal? Yeah. He has some off the court, off the field issues that. Chill, 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 because there's, there's a couple guys in this generation, well, I guess in the past couple generations, where you're like, man, like, Art Kelly, like, his Chill. music is crazy good, though. I mean, like, nah, but, like, can you, is, is it okay for us to separate uh, a, a person's art from their character? Depends. Yeah. Depends on the timing. No, it's I okay. Always no, no, I don't, that's a lawyer answer. <laughs> that is a lawyer answer. I, I always separate. I never yeah. mean that. It's it depends. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I, okay? I don't. Me personally, I think it is okay. Mm. Um, but there are exceptions. I don't think we should. I, I'm not. I'm not a big believer in like cancel culture at, at all. Uh, I'm not, but like R. Kelly in specifically, like yeah, you hear some of his content, and you like the allegations that constantly so around him. It's hard to. Why listen to R. Kelly's any song? None of the allegations matter to me. <laughs> he is the worst person. Like lowest human being I've ever I've ever seen in my life. But his music is phenomenal, and I I can't ignition versus I believe I can fly. Like it depends on the content. So ignition makes you think about his allegations. I have when you talk about sex. I think it's more of a morality question, though. Do you guys think? Think more like do you guys think it's okay? It's like I I think it's less about whether. No, it's a morality question. Do you think we should be listening to this dude's music, knowing knowing what he's done? This dude married like a fourteen year old. But we knew that people knew yeah, that. Like, he was in the back of Aaliyah's you um, can. album cover. Like he was in the back on the wall, posted up when she right. was like sixteen years old. What does that say about us? I mean, y'all, you talking about? I didn't buy that album. <laughs> you streaming? It's like nothing about me. We're, we're still streaming the records. We're still listening to music. I haven't listened to an R. Kelly record. You guys clearly don't refresh your moral. You, you gotta get your life together. If you listen to R. Kelly. You guys clearly need to refresh your moral compass because. I, do you listen to R. Kelly? I would never want uh, artist been. to the art. So if you so listen, if you at any family function, wedding, anything where large groups of gatherings are together, and step in the name of love, come on, you just go sit in the corner. But that's a different <laughs> R. Kelly. That's a different R. Kelly though. You just go sit in the corner. I'm putting you in a box. You just, you just gonna sit in the corner. They're both R. Kelly. You, you know just start moving. You can't even address That's a different R. Kelly. But that, but that song's bigger than that's R. Kelly. That's a motivation. That's a bigger than R. Kelly. Step in the name of love. I believe I can fly. Different from like yeah. so yeah. ignition. World's greatest. Uh, World's greatest grind. is another one. Like listen to the bump and grind now. Crazy. Knowing, knowing how Robert did that, it's crazy. It's crazy. Listen, I'm not trying to defend Robert in any of his allegations, in his life circumstances, none of the above. But what I'm saying is that I just can't deny good music. You like, know what you are. No, chill. I never go out. First, listen, I never go out and like seek an R. Kelly track or nothing like that. Sure. But if it comes on, like, I'm not going to deny. Bumming Grind is fire. Ignition is fire. I'm just saying I can't help, and this is not all artists. Yeah. But I can't help, like, given his content and all the allegations that surround him for, like, decades now, I can't help but, like, disrespect. We part ways, but, man. I mean, I, I, I'm never the person, like, you've got to separate the artist from the art. Like, do you remember when Spotify had, like, uh, they were banning people from their playlists? Like, when you start there, you can just... Like, that can go anywhere. That's what I'm saying. 
Like, you can ban Jay. Like, he used to sling crack on the car. Like, you, you can ban him. And then he's one of the most influential artists of all time. Yeah. You can literally ban Eminem for every single, everything, yeah. everything, every track that he's ever put out. I thought Eminem was very inappropriate. I'm not even trying to be annoyed. I feel like. Yeah, in the moment. Yeah. I thought, like. In the moment? Nah, I mean, he like. crazy. Even, now. like, when he was rapping, I was like, man. I never got it, and I also felt oh, like I loved it. I, loved I, it. I always felt like it was just like, man, what is this dude's? How is this rocket? Like, you know, this guy is really on some shit. I'm not gonna lie, Eminem. Like when I was what, maybe I got introduced to Eminem when I was 11 or 12, and he was a good man. Eminem introduced what? me to like what? Chill out. We're gonna deal with that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> Eminem introduced me to like that concept of like the crazy white boy, the suburban white boy in his room. And how like you know, they just want to kill their parents and shit. Like all that stuff was like brand new to me. Like I've grown up in the hood. I'm a young guy. Yeah. I'm like, yo, what's he talking about? He's sorry to his mom. And my mom was like, that's his real mom he's talking about. And I was like, I know, right? It's crazy. Like yeah. that music, like it's it's insanity, but it's art. Like for anyone to think outside the box to that to that point is art. Like that's great, great music. If he made it today in 2018, 2019, coming up, he wouldn't sell the way he sold before. Yeah, they're few better at the art of actually rapping than that. And it was like, almost no they're just... Nah, it's definitely shit. easier to be an artist. Uh, it was definitely easier to be an artist back then than it is now. Uh, not from, like, a getting your music out. You know, it's so easy to get your music out these yeah. days. But in terms of being able to say what you want, uh, being able to, uh, you know, put out that content without having restrictions on art. Now it's just like, man, you put something out, how many people are going to... Comment on it. That's like, a good point. How many people are going to try to cancel someone? Yeah. Nah, like cancel culture is crazy, man. I had people, I've had people trying to cancel me for like the smallest shit ever, man. It's like, dude, stuff that they don't even know. Like they don't even get. Like you know what I mean? Like I feel you. But like so, like the perfect because that actually ties back. I wanted to go back to Meek real quick, and uh, we're gonna go a little bit more in depth about the What's Free track. But so about canceling culture, right? Before we even talk about what's free, uh, the, the the song itself and exactly what it meant to me and like the culture overall, there's a very specific line where we're talking about off wax that Rick Ross said. Yeah. Well, one word actually, like um, yeah. F word rhymes with maggot. Be brave. And like he said it in 2018, and like it's crazy because like when I used to listen to Eminem, for example, in two, in the year 2000, that was very normal to me. I'm listening to Meek Mill's album going to work on Friday. And my ears just ringing when I heard it. I was like, yo, and I text Kev, like, yo, did he just say what I thought he said? Like, like he's brave for bringing that word up. And, like, I don't, I, I, I feel like uh, we need to teach people to be more uh, sensitive, uh, less sensitive about uh, being called stuff. I think right now, culture responded to harshness and, like, bullying by, like, saying people need to stop. I think, I think culture should have really responded by making people stronger. Like, no words should ever be able to break you in my opinion. No word should ever be able to get you out of character. I mean like you call me the one. It just wouldn't like that I think I think it's a it's a loss. You gotta be able to uh you gotta be able to be strong in that in that sense. Like because there's always gonna be criticism. The, the higher you go in life, there's always gonna be people calling you stuff and social media has made it so much more available where you can put up a picture and some clown doesn't even know you but they call you ugly or fat. Like gotcha. and uh and then now what? Are you going to be like sensitive or sad about it? Or do you want to or should we cancel this person because they said that? Uh, what about like, what, how, should we handle, how, how should we handle that, you know? I, I always thought the response was to, one, expose that person, let them expose who they are. Mm-hmm. Like definitely don't cancel them. But I also think it is, it's important for us to uh, become people who are non-reactive 
and don't don't feed any of that sort of behavior because it's not going. It doesn't go away. Like it doesn't go away. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying, but given the already set precedent and the 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 meaning behind the word, like it's not like okay. For example, you're saying, well, before um, we basically ridicule people for saying it. Rather than teaching people who are on the receiving of, of the word to be strong, basically, right? Am I correct in what you're saying? You're saying people should be stronger and not let people fall, like not basically, essentially, let their feelings be hurt by someone falling. Something. Your feelings can be hurt. I mean, like you're, we're human beings, but I also feel like uh, like that shouldn't be uh, like you. We should never get to the point where <coughs> kids are committing suicide off of words. Like, people get bullied yeah. off, like off of words. Like, like I, I mean, I'm not. I'm never gonna be like, yo, you need to be tougher, kid. That's like. Obviously not what I'm trying to say. I think it's like embedded in us right now to like chastise the bully instead of building self worth. I think we build we focus more so on like you know building people's character and appreciating like self worth. I, I think it's going to be very tough for anyone to commit suicide or because uh, like you just believe in yourself, you love yourself. Mm-hmm. We gotta we gotta teach more of that. Mm-hmm. And those bullies are probably even they wouldn't even be anywhere because we'd be teaching you know, self promotion, self love. Yeah, that's more so what I'm trying to say. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I agree with you in the sense that I think if we essentially restrict people from saying more and more words, then there will be no words that people can say. Because overall, I mean, like, there's no way to eradicate hate. Like, there's no way to eradicate it in, in totality. People are going to hate people for any given reason. Like, if it's not your, your gender, your sexuality, anything like that, people will find a reason to hate you. They really, or your race, people will find a reason to hate you. They really want to hate you. Yeah, we live, in, we live in a generation of, like, no mistakes, right? Like, it's like, when you make a mistake, people try to hang you on the cross. Like, that's really what it is. Like, you made one mistake, but it's like, yo, you made a mistake, too. And that was a conscious mistake. I don't think that was a mistake, meaning Rick Ross saying that word on the track. That wasn't a mistake. He meant, he said it. Uh yeah, he, he and I'm sure he's well aware of the consequences that. But it's like, sure, but yeah, using there are a few words, words that I just stay away from. Yeah, that's my Using your logic though, it's it's art, right? It's uh, that's true. You know what he meant by it? I thought he just meant by you know when you go to uh, yeah prison. You yeah. go when you go into prison, all the all the harsh talk and all the other stuff that you were saying it goes away. Yeah. <laughs> it goes away quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how I took it, and I, I think that's how it should be looked at. But now we gotta get we gotta get less sensitive. Uh, people gotta be able to say whatever they want to say because uh, freedom of speech, freedom of being able to walk into a room and say, we have so many people hiding how they actually feel. I think that this is like the Donald Trump argument. Like he's good, he's almost good to be in office because he's exposing. A lot of people are now coming to the forefront and saying how they want to feel because Don Donald Trump is sort of like, you know, championing that. Like yeah, he's kind of giving you that sort of comfort for you to like. You know, speak out, but I don't think that's like. Uh, uh, no, I, I I understand that, but I also feel like people should always like have that room to speak how they feel, like, and without sort of like uh, without sort of punishment, man. Like, because when when you start monitoring and restricting what people can or can't do, that line becomes super subjective, right? We don't have our moral codes, I guess. Are I don't know. We we have people in here. I don't know what anyone here's moral code is, but. I'm sure it's gonna be different. There's gonna yeah, be things yeah. that like I I think are appropriate. There's gonna be things that you're like, no, that's not appropriate at all. And who's drawing those lines? Like so when that so essentially intent matters then. What do you mean? Intent matters, because like, for example, you're saying our moral codes are different, right? I could say a word and throw it out here and we could all have five different interpretations about of what my what my intent was behind saying this particular word and this sentence and all that sentence structure, all that stuff. 
But my true intent behind it matters. Like you're saying, Rick Ross, his intent wasn't to be offensive when he said that. He was talking about, you know, you being tough, now you're about to go to prison, and, you know, you know what normally happens to tough guys in prison. So his intent mattered, essentially. Yeah, no, 200%. I think if people... It's perception. But like, people can, like, hear him. They're going to just feel a certain way, depending on the individual. Right, so I, I think what you just said is important, because, like, if you assume, you assume uh, positive intent or good intent, like, you're, you're always going to probably be able to have dialogue with people. But if you assume the other way around, like, Rick Ross was, is, like, a... A bigot and oh he's insensitive. Yeah. yeah, then you're not going to get the point in the message. So. That's how I took you the first listen. But I've also been trained to think like that when society tells you, yo, this word is terrible. Like, yo, you should stay away from that. No, I tweeted this the other day, man. I said part of learning is learning how to unlearn. Like, it really is, man. Like, we we have so much stuff that, that's been so embedded in everything we do. That, like, the, the biggest learning curve in my life has been learning how to unlearn. Like, so that's just how I feel about that's it. That's nice. All right, let's talk. Let's get there. Yeah. How do you feel about the final verse though, on that song? Jay's verse yeah. on what's free? <clears throat> Empowered, powerful. Um, where do I even start? I think like the overall message I took from it, like, because at first it was like, all right, you bragging, you you a billionaire, cool, you getting your money, your house is big, da da da. But the underlying message about like how black people never come together, mm-hmm. and how so many artists are getting basically shafted in their deals, even though he told them years ago, like, yeah. that ain't the way to do it. We shouldn't be signing 365s anymore, or sorry, 360s anymore. Um, it was just powerful. It was like, yo, like, yo, we really got to come together as a people and just put up and do our own shit. Like, so many layers. <laughs> so many layers to it. Yeah, nah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't really put too much, I didn't put too much stock in it. Yeah, you told me. I, was, I, was I mean, I, I don't really put too much stock in and uh, stop the rap in general. I feel like Jay Z doesn't do enough, man. Maybe that's like the unpopular opinion, but I feel like Jay Z certainly doesn't do enough. In what sense? In every sense. Like, <laughs> what more can he do? Like, like, like he doesn't talk. He does He rarely offers like words. He rarely offers. He's this dude is like the most secretive man. Like his whole life is like some big decoded message. It's like, bro, like you have the skill set and knowledge that so many people want. And you just like well, when people argue behind the scenes. What? Like, what do you want them? Start a title. Give people the give give people more people more, be more upfront. Like, yeah. Tweet more, but I don't. I think it's a be more public. It's a it's a it's a totality of it. I think it's everything. Like tweet more, be more uh, cognizant. Uh, like put out put out more material for people. He has like where's Jay Z? Fifty think. years old. What? So, he got three kids. He, like, I think I completely, one hundred percent, disagree. I think him just being the, the role I think his obligation. What's his obligation? I, I think people who act, he is the forefather of like hip hop. He's one of those dudes who like acts like he doesn't have obligation. He accepts obligation when he wants to accept obligation. He's like one of those dudes. Like he'll say his little spiel in a verse, then it goes away. Like, how is that not him preparing his obligation? But not just that. Music that goes nowhere. Like I put, I put this out now. I, I, I told you how I told you how I felt. Now you want him to go out and tell people how he feels a thousand times. Uh, I think he needs to put out more material. <laughs> I think he he has a lot of. I you shouldn't come back if you don't have something to say. Yeah, he has. Like, I don't want. You mean he has another? He has a lot. It's, it's Jay Z. Like, what do you mean? He has the most game in the in the universe. Off. <laughs> like what? Yeah, what are we talking about here? It's not like he needs to. I, I think he needs to do more. I'm sorry. He has an obligation. I think to the streets, 
to to impoverished people, to people who need answers. Mm. It's like he's like I feel like he's almost so he should be talking. I feel like he's like, almost an enemy. Like, I feel like Jay Z's almost an enemy. What? You got nah, you gotta yeah, explain I, this. Cause you 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 Because I feel like uh he's got the answers and decoded it. If that makes sense. No, he didn't decode it, sorry. It's like he got the answers and encoded it up and it left. Like he's like he doesn't make anything easily accessible. So you feel like he's not doing anything. He doesn't make anything easily accessible. He doesn't really help I, I don't think he's done anything that makes people make this path to success easier for people who come you know, come from where you go from. But what path to success? The path to success he he's been successful majority and the majority of his success comes from the music industry. And I think he has not no more. Uh, well, yeah, that was the start. Yeah, yeah I was saying, but I'm saying so, like, yeah, but the people that he that he primarily affects, that he could primarily affect, are in the music industry. So, like, I'm saying everything he but, does is so high level that if you're not high level, you can't understand. It. So, what do you want to do? Oh, call, come, come, join on this deal. Like, what do you want to do? Like a lot of this stuff. Like, yes, <laughs> but he even rocks it though. Like, you know, it's no, but, but it's still so high level. Like, he, it's everything he says is so deals. coded. It's like everything he says is so high level. Like, no, I feel like he just doesn't speak much. So when he does speak, I feel like his message is pretty clear. Like he's been telling clear, artists, like, stop buying all these chains, stop signing these crazy deals, like, know your worth. And he just reminded us in that verse, but artists still do it. He just doesn't talk that much about it. And my point to you is he should talk more. Yeah, talk more right. about it. You want to be an activist? Like, what do you want to do? I think he has more. I think he has more resources and available. I think he has more resources that than all of us. Combined yeah. and like the fact that he doesn't really offer those resources gets me upset. Like, why am I doing? I'm not gonna say his grub work, but I'm saying like, why are people? Why are we on it? Why are we the community leaders and not Jay Z? Like, why is he not on it? Why is he not? Why is he not focusing his efforts at the grassroots grassroots level? If not, he's just become like when I say he's an enemy in that sense, he's just another big conglomerate. That's what I meant by that. He's just another person who's not. Doing anything on a grassroots level, and that's just what it is. Like, that's what I that's what I meant in terms of like, well, I can't really relate to him because he's not where I'm at, and he's not really helping me get to that next level. He's he's giving these like little one. He's giving rap lines about it, but not giving us uh, education about it. Like that's totally different. You I give, feel like he's giving. I mean, I I just don't through his rap lines. No, I'm like I'm like I, I'm. This is where I'm baffled. Like. You're saying he could do more, but you're not telling me exactly what he could do. Curriculum, a PSA, you want to do a public service announcement? I think he needs curriculum. I think he needs fires. I think he needs to offer more opportunities. I think he needs to give more opportunities. I think he needs to create more opportunities in inner city. I think he needs to do. I think we. I think you have obligations. I'm not, so listen, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm like the most well versed and knowledge in Jay Z's philanthropic. You know, it's um, less about Jay Z Gibbons, but I I don't know what he does. Uh, Philanthropy wise, but I'm assuming that he's giving back. No, he gives. Look, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. Like, and I also think this is a, this is an in particular Jay Z issue. I think it's more of a uh, a rich. I think it's a rich person issue. I think capitalism doesn't work. It probably would never work. I mean, but it doesn't work when you know the people with the resources like don't you help you know don't provide those resources to people don't have them like. This shit doesn't work. Like, if you have a bunch of money and you're hoarding it, or you're you're only giving out high level stuff, you're not really giving other people access to it. You're not really telling people how to do it. You're not really trying to protect them at a lower level. 
Like, that's why I do free game or anything I do, because it's like, yo, I, people just don't understand this stuff. Mm. And he understands the game way more than I ever could at this juncture of mine. Mm. And he's not doing anything sort of to, besides giving rap lyrics to like. My whole thing, I don't know what he does behind the scenes. Like, my what assumption is, well, is that, 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 that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You want to be more public with it. Right here. I don't no. care what he does behind the scenes. That's great. Like, I'm sure he's making an impact. I'm not even doubting it. I just think that he can, it can be full circle. Why, why not hold him to a higher standard? Like, like, does he not need to be held to a higher, a higher standard? Uh, we don't agree, disagree on that. <laughs> I want to know, like, what what are your thoughts on the verse, uh, Jay Z's verse? You didn't really um, dive in. I think it's his best feature in years. I think oh, it's like multiple layered. Um, I loved it. Mm. I love that. I love that he just pops up and reminds people that, like, yo, I'm still like good. I'm almost fifty. Mm. I'm still like smoking weed. Overall, what's the song mean to both of you? Nothing. The song is. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it means absolutely nothing. It was a good music. It was a good record. Mm. Like, uh, doesn't mean anything. I love it because I'm a big Biggie fan too. So hearing over like the snares of what's beef mm. and knowing their connection, and I really think it was like a, a fire verse. It just so you're talking about slavery, like what they what they did to us, um, artists that are still kind of like told. enslaved and. Yeah, but he doesn't talk. No, not, just, like, not, like, not just Jay. I'm talking about the song overall. No, oh, no, I love yeah, the yeah, yeah. I love the like they all were good. Yeah, I get it. Prison, prison reform, you know, slavery and the mentality. I mean, it was a good, it was a good little message. But rap's been doing that for so long without action or change. Like, what their levels? What is that going to do? What their levels? But I mean, like, when I'm, I'm serious when I say you trace back the history of rap and where mm-hmm. it started and. What, how it came to prominence? It was a it was a revolution. It's riot music, right? It's revolution music. It was. It was. It was always. It was just like rock was. Like it's like a, it's counterculture. It started that way. Like N.W.A., Public Enemy. They were all raps with messages. Raps trying to move the culture. Trying to. So I get it. It's cool. Like it, it helped. But how much? How much does it really help? How much is well, it really going to help? I love the art of rapping. So like. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not one of these old heads that be like, you know, mumble, like, like all forms are welcome, but I still like, you hear a really fire verse. I don't think rap's that important. What? I don't think rap's that I think, first of all, I think it matters because we're talking about like Public Enemy, NWA, all those art, those uh, groups that were very prominent, what, the early 90s, late 80s, and how they influenced a certain group of people in that time frame. Our people, now, anyone listens to rap music, yeah. on the average, isn't going back and listening to NWA, Public Enemy. So I think that message, whether you think it, it was worthless or not, it influenced someone. Someone heard that and was like, wow, and was definitely enlightened. Someone, bro, think about how many times we talk to people on a daily, and like, we, we have conversations all the time with Wax, so we're like, yo, I'm not even gonna spend the time and try to open that dude's mind, because his mind is so close. Like, that dude is just so lost. I don't wanna waste my time doing it. But now imagine someone like Jay-Z, someone like Meek Mill, someone like Rick Ross, where these are your idols, these are someone's idols, and they say these things on, on, a, on a verse, right there, your mind's open. Someone that, that, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm not reached by that. And I think that, that that, to me, makes me feel like that's not a waste of time. That's why it has some value. Yeah, so we're no. not reaching that. Everyone should should have some concept over their own time and what's free and you're not free when you're not free when someone's telling you where to be when you when you need to be there quit your job tomorrow <laughs> exactly i'm not free i'm not free and we have talked to you all the time i'm not free if i was free if, if i'm at work and i'm done doing everything by four i should be able to leave why am i sitting here yeah but i'm not free and i'm saying that's the concept of people you got the employer with the hair piece we got that. huh we got that yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boss makes you stay somewhere. You're not free, but it's it's even deeper than that. Like uh, Meek Mill and his first got into the the Kaepernick situation, where he was like, "Yo, like this dude's kneeling," but like, and we'll talk about it a little later uh, with the Cream Hunt and Ruben Foster thing. But this dude's kneeling. You see him and his teammates supporting him, and all he's kneeling for is what uh, injustices around the world affecting his community, things like that. No one's supporting him. You see any players still speaking out about it? That shit is dead. No one is talking about Kaepernick anymore. Very rarely, this dude's getting signed to NFL right now with mad felonies, convictions, crimes on their records, recent uh, convictions and crimes, and they're still getting signed. So I think <clears throat> the concept of the song overall, it, it's, a, it's an eye opener. Like even someone like me, who's woke per se, like it's still. I was like, yo, damn, I need to hear that. That, like, that was dope. I need to hear that and like keep pushing. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it was alright. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I'm not even trying to, I'm not even being past it. It's more so like, uh, yeah, no, I just think there's a big area. They're not, I've lost kind of, I feel like the, the gap between grassroots and like people who have all, it, it's such like a divide. Like, I don't even want to hear it. Like, it's like, you know, you don't even know how this feels no more, man. You're just talking. And if you knew how it felt, you'd probably be different. Like, yeah, your perspective. You get where I'm coming from? It's like, man, like if you really, these words really resonated with you, man, you wouldn't be walking around and you're, not not necessarily Jay Z, more so like me. You want to be walking around with your two hundred thousand dollar chain and your Audemars, putting so much distance between you and the next human being. Because that's like it, it just all comes down to it. It's all about just we're trying to put distance between you and the next man 
by with, with money, chains, cars, clothes, facade, persona. That's all people are doing. Anyone can say the same thing about any one of the three of us sitting up there. I am nowhere near where I was when I was younger. Nowhere near economic-wise, nothing where I was when I was younger. Anyone come to me and say, yo, you don't live in the projects no more. You don't know what it's like anymore. Why do you care about this stuff? That's like, yeah, and granted, Jay-Z's like, what, 100,000 levels above above that? Like, me even being, what, two, three steps above that? Like, people can still look at you and say, you don't you don't relate back to that. You haven't been there in God knows how long. That, that's how I agree, because you got to start somewhere. Like, you still remember that. You still see it. But, but my point is, I don't think you said anything that I, I disagree with. I also think there's a follow-up part. It's like, like you just something what that, are you doing to actively... Once you, I guess, get your platform or you're not in that space anymore, what are you doing actively to propel people from that space? You don't think Jay-Z empowers... Um, By what? Talking? Yeah, I guess. You don't think he provides opportunities for people? Not, not, not the way you should. I think, it, like I said, I think people... I think I, I hope people to understand this. I think it's a bigger obligation than what I'm seeing from And then I think that's, so I think that's hard like, to like, Do you hold, like, Dr. Dre or Diddy to yeah. the same? Yeah, 200%. Oh. Do you think that they're fulfilling their obligations? I think Diddy more so than... than What's Jay? Diddy doing? Charter schools, he just opened up his fourth one in the area. Uh, I think like school education is key. So, you know, Diddy opened mm-hmm. up his, once again, fourth one gotcha. in the Connecticut and New York area. Uh, smaller stuff, just smaller, like that's gra- that's more grassroots for me and more like more what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. Like more program, more direct, you know, poverty to opportunity, uh, uh, you know, roles, like offering more of that. But even someone can argue, like the to just conversely to what you're saying about Diddy, how many artists has he supposedly fucked over? Numerous, like that whole Bad Boys era. His his the actual reputation the around Bad Boys, the reputation the around Bad Boy, his record label is how he fucks artists over. So like you're essentially taking from your own people because every artist on besides MG, besides yeah, legends besides MGK is black. So. That, so you're saying, yeah, he put a charge school here, but then you can nitpick and say, yo, you actually fucked over all these artists. You didn't give these artists their, their worth. You didn't pay them what they were due. Yeah. You're, you're about to be a billionaire off of there because you're not giving them their worth. Maybe I'm a cheat, but this is what I'll say. Like, <laughs> I'm about to cheat. No, I mean, I just feel like just because I agree with some part doesn't mean I agree with all parts. That's of not, no, I know, that's not what I'm saying. You know I'm what saying mean? that yeah. someone, someone can make the argument that, yeah. yes, you're giving this sure. here, but you're taking away that. You're a lawyer. You make a lot of arguments. <laughs> I'm just like, saying. I'm just saying. Uh, no, no, I, I get what you're trying to say. I think the bigger issue, though, is like, I think if you're not providing opportunities, <coughs> you're saying stuff like, you know, I'm for the streets, and I'm for the people, I'm for impoverished, and I don't see direct poverty, and I don't, Poverty to opportunity impact, then I don't like. I'm. It's, it doesn't mean that much to me. Like it just talk. It just. It, but it really is though, because you know how I many people just can't. The, where we grew up and where we see it and where you know how our family. It's like I can't even. You know, you never even fathom being an attorney. You never because it seems so far away. You never even fathom having money in your pocket because it seems so far away. You never even fathom having an internship or being able to afford your apartment because it seems so far away. Yeah, I just think that like it, it, it takes more than a couple rap lyrics, and uh, to for me to change my opinion on what you're doing, because I think I just think your obligation is stronger than than, than what I think it is. I think I just think it's bigger. I think I, I think his role in society should be bigger, and it's not, and that's like my gripe with him. It's a personal gripe for sure, but you know I also respect the other stuff he does in his artistry. I think Jay Z's also a, an example of uh, being a mogul. You know. Turning something into nothing, mm. being a shrewd businessman, 
mm, all the other stuff that you know that Jake he's he's impeccable. He's a but you know he, there's still that for me there's that other side of him that I'm not getting that I'm not happy with and I just I mean like that's just what it is. There's a couple other guys I'm like I can shout them all out. Yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> nah, I mean, we could have a, a full-blown conversation on this, but we'll be sitting here for hours, so let's just move forward. <laughs> um, let's get into the top five albums of 2018. I mean, so... No, let's look, you know what? It's actually, I feel like, I feel like before we even get into that, I think we we, we started touching on it. Uh, the Korean the one thing? Yeah, some of the... Yeah, because we can't end on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to go into that? All right, so... I guess I give a little bit of background. Frame Hunt, uh, what I would say, top three running back in the NFL. Yeah. Top three, Kansas City Chiefs, young, super, super nice. Um, video released on Friday. TMZ released this video of him. Um, I don't even know a word to say. Is it assaulting? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the words assault. Push into a wall. Yeah, well, he pushed his boy. And so, anyway, assaulting um, a woman, um, and he was cut. From the Kansas City Chiefs, so um, a lot of things went into this. So back in February, reports surfaced of this incident. There was no video. There were no charges filed, anything of, of the sort. Um, but supposedly he met with the Chiefs and told them nothing happened. So they, you know, I guess forgave him and let him stay on the team. Video released Friday. They cut him. <sighs> Thoughts? This is a lot. <laughs> uh, I had this conversation earlier. I feel like uh, we have such a weird love for like punishing people instead of re- rehabilitating people that like uh, first thing we do when anyone who does anything wrong is like punch like punish you like make you feel less than a person and we're not focused on making you a better person in society because uh prison system doesn't work because it, 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 we don't rehabilitate people we put them in a cage and confine them or if someone does something wrong at work, you fire them and tell them go. And then you know we're not we're not trying to actively make people better. We're trying to save our ass essentially. Mm-hmm. So I, I just thought it was an act by the Chiefs. I thought it was cowardly by the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the act itself is like you know it, it is what it is. It's a bad. We all know about the domestic violence in this country. Yeah. Uh, but I also think dealing with broken human beings is something that we haven't been able to adjust to. And I thought this was another example of this is what you do. Like this was your guy like five minutes ago, and he makes a mistake. You know, what? even if he lied to you, no, even if he lied to you, he made a mistake, and then like what? Your 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 thing is to cut him. No, I'm, and, I'm with you, but I and this might be a bias, but the NFL as a whole, like even when they cut him, I didn't think it was for like moral reasons. It's just perception, Same and maybe that's just my Same bias that. on the NFL. Say that, but it's also like when the video came out. I don't know if like the physicality of what they do, and like maybe I'm getting too deep with like what it does to their brains and stuff, but, like, mm-hmm. none of this surprises. Like, they came out just like, oh, another NFL player. Like, I guess when you compare it to, like, the NBA, like, the league, like, it's fear of people, but you don't see these allegations of, like, domestic violence, people getting stopped for, like, the 20th DUI. And so I was, like, thinking, like, even deeper. But to go back to what you were saying, yeah, none of it surprised me. Like, they cut him. They don't care at all. Wouldn't it have been amazing for you to see the Chiefs send him to, like, some domestic violence camp? Yeah. Or rehabilitation center mm-hmm. for, like, six months and really reinvest in a human being? No. But you even think back but to that would have been great. Like, going back to, like, the Ray Rice. Mm-hmm. Ray Rice told uh, Goodell exactly what he did in that elevator. He didn't learn his life, but he's not going to... Right, right, no, right. but I'm saying 
the, the punishment he gave him at the time before the video actually came out was less than, and that's crazy. Yes. He told him verbatim what he did, but because the video came out, that's when the, the punishment really got levied. So we lost sight of trying to heal human beings, man. Well, so they don't oh. care I think it, I'm we about actually, we actually get step back. I so there's there's like a couple of things. Like one thing I really want to like hone in on. Like words words are very important. Words mean everything. People choose their words purposefully. The Chiefs cut him because he lied to them, not because he did it. They they cut him, and that the statement the statement that they released for, uh, Friday when they cut him said he lied to us. Not what. That's a lot. Is that a cop? Yeah, this dude's a cop. It's a fact, though. Like, no, because like, that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, oh, so you cut him because he lied to you, not because he did it. Because in February, you knew he did that. Tyree Kill is on, the, is on their team. 2014, in college, he strangled his pregnant girlfriend. He's still on their team. There's a million and one dudes in the NFL yes. that have done it. And it's not, it's, I'm not, like, bashing. I mean, I, you know, I hate to say it like that, but, like, they, they did what they did, you know? And it's like, the NFL... It's, it's, it's hard, right? So they, they basically created this this bubble around them where they have a protection. They create this thing called an exemplist where, so basically they put a player on the exemplist. This player can't practice. He can't go to any team drills. He can't play in any games basically, right? The NFL will do that, but that doesn't um, restrict any team from keeping this player on their roster. So any team basically now he's been waived can still pick him up. He just can't do anything with them. So the NFL is like, so yeah, don't blame us. Blame this particular team. Don't blame the NFL as a whole. I think this is all new. Why? I think uh, unless his act or anyone's act was so despicable that we just couldn't imagine him, you know, being a better human being, re- rehabilitating. You see his interview this morning? Well, I mean, I'm no. no what happened? Like, what, what's still so? I, there's an act that like he did that was so despicable we could never see him being a member of society again. I guess that's the time where we shut him, but. This is a young dude. He's 25 years old. He's gonna this is probably a job in the NFL. All right, you highly, convinced, I highly but, doubt that he uh, might get another job. This is a young guy. Uh, Greg Hardy got picked up. But it's not even about getting picked up again. That's like that would that still wouldn't make him a, a better person in society. We don't want oh, yeah, the bigger thing in life is if you're the Chiefs or you're the NFL, if you're his mom or his dad, you don't want this to happen again. That's like that's what we should be focusing on, man. How can we make Kareem Hunt? A better person, Kareem Hunt, who won't do this again. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's a broken human being. Clearly, well, I would hurt agree, people. Hurt people. The NFL NFL NFL. don't seem like his parents. I definitely agree. Well, but so the I NFL mean, don't seem to care. Hurt people. Hurt people. So what do you think? What do you think exactly the NFL could do? Send him to programs to help him. Like he doesn't have to be playing football. It doesn't have to be making a check. Like take his salary away. But if he wants to play football, no. If he wants to play football again, he has to, he has to complete a program. We need you to. Uh, we need you to really focus on being a better. Human. And understand why you are the person you are today, and how you can be better. Than they don't seem to care. It's not even just, a, but this, this is the thing. Really I'm not, I'm not gonna, really well, obviously they don't they don't seem to care because they're a big business, but it's also like, but you, I, I don't even know if that would actually help someone. Like, like for example, right? So but go to that point, it's the attempt, at least attempt. Like, I don't know Adam Silver, his morality is what, but the perception that Adam NBA Silver, is, right, like, they care about the NBA, the play, like they made the perceptions that they care about their players. Like when I think about the NFL and Goodell, it doesn't really seem like they care about mm-hmm. it's just like a business and we'll just keep it going. Like and the NBA at least has a perception that they care. Like they're yeah, yeah, yeah. like when um the Clippers owner immediately you ban them. Like 
to get into the same I don't know your moralities. I don't know the reasons you did it, but the perception is racism is not at all tolerated in this league. That's the perception you give out immediately. Mm-hmm. I the perception that the NFL is like you don't care. No, but so what I'm saying is like right now the NFL's biggest issues are CTE and domestic violence. Yes. What do you suggest they do about domestic violence? Uh, well, I think those are linked. I, I definitely think they're. I mean, it comes from the physicality and aggression of the game. Somewhat linked, but I also think it's uh, one. It says uh, we people are coming from broken situations and they yeah. do broken things, and it's like people are. By the time they get to the NFL, these these are dudes who have done a lot of different things to like not address like some of their weak points in life. And they're just not. Come on, but like, but then to like shell them. The, for me, it's like we're we we've lost that. We've lost that sort of humanity. It's always like this. We're not even talking about like if I can bring that point up. In my opinion, I don't think we'd be talking about Cream Hunt as a human being. Yeah. We'd be talking about Cream Hunt as the dude who like an object almost. Like he needs to be punished. We'll never talk. Not we need to make sure that Cream Hunt's walking the streets that he's not a threat. Like he's not a threat to himself, and he's not a threat to. You know, any person, or especially women, obviously, that he comes into contact to. And that's the thing. That's the part, isn't it? Or we should be solution-based people, not let's make this dude feel the wrath of hell because he made a mistake. No, and what I'm saying is, what is the solution? Like, what is the solution? Like, having completed a course? I talked to scientists. The NFL is a billion-dollar company. What is the solution? You can send him somewhere. You can What's the solution? Send him somewhere. Like, no, I'm no, not, no, no. I mean, like, yeah, no, have him go through classes. Like, make the attempt. And what does that what does that do? Like so, what you, try you got a course? That I think I think therapy. And then what? Bring you back? Yes, in? therapy will definitely. Well, that's my point to you. I feel like you're right now. You're like kind of like dismissing therapy, or I'm not dismissing anything. What I'm saying is, there's no guarantee that any of those things are going to rehabilitate anyone. It's the attempt. Yeah, nothing. I I think a lot of people who need therapy are going to therapy. So you think that if the NFL had a, a rehabilitation program set up. That that would just make people be um, less offended by 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 any of their actions. Like say for example, if he you know whatever he, the action he did to that girl, whatever he, he hit her, whatever pushed her down, whatever like that. If the NFL was like, oh, we're gonna keep him, he's gonna have his salary, all this stuff, we're gonna send him to, to therapy. I didn't say the salary part. Oh, so fine, he lost yeah. well, he lost salary anyway, so he lost salary. He has to go to therapy, and then next season he comes back. Possibly, yeah. You think that everybody would be perfectly fine with that? This is not like I think yeah. it's like show, it's almost like it's not about I, I was about to say some corporate stuff. I was gonna say it's about showing your work. <laughs> no, but it's more so about like, uh, yeah. No, I mean like, why is that bad? I think that sends a great message across like, try, to yeah. the universe that like, yo, we're not disowning you as a man or as a person because you did something horrible. Because the forgiveness and rehabilitation, I think, go hand in hand. Do you think everyone would would, would be given that opportunity though? Nah, yeah, I think there's some crimes that are so no, despicable. No, no, I'm saying I like think there's some crimes that are so despicable that you're just like, ah. no, I'm saying like NFL wise, right? Do you think everyone will be given that opportunity? Kareem Hunt's probably gonna get another opportunity. Like just, he's gonna, 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 gonna get another job because he's 20, 24. Like, he's 24. He's, he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. A better gun than he got a, another. The crazy thing about this, right? So I get on Twitter like right after it happened, he gets released, and I was telling my girl this actually. Everyone was more so focused on the fantasy football aspect of it. Not the not the actual domestic violence aspect of it. Everyone was like, "Damn, like, yo, pick up Spencer Ware, who's his backup running back, because he's not gonna play. Like, make sure you get the, the backup running back, because you know he's gonna get some some fancy points." 
And that was like the, the biggest issue about it was like everyone focused on fantasy, not on the actual Ooh. issue. It's not shocking. I really want to know. I, I'm almost at the point where I, I want to drop these mics and give it to every woman in here and talk about <laughs> what you guys do. No, I mean, you're not because I really want to for the woman and we're like out here just like talking about it. Like, no, no, this is how you should feel. <laughs> no, not even that. I had to talk about feminism sort of earlier today with three women and I feel like. It was totally different from the dialogue that we're having right now. I mean, I don't know. And <laughs> no, I felt like it was it was more so just like the focus was on making people better, not on some sort of weird punishment on people. And like, trust me, like I'm not saying a dude should be able to do like no, nah, like he punishment and rehabilitation sort of go hand in hand. But the focus should always be to like. Make sure that these people become out better than they were. Yeah, let me clarify. I'm not saying, oh, and I'm like, on strict on the punishment yeah. aspect of it. What I'm saying is that the NFL has shown over the years that they have not cared about this issue. And following up to what Kevin said also, the reason why he was cut was because the video came out. What? Ruben, would you, what, what would women in here? What, what would you guys, what, what sort of punishment would you want for that? NFL player got caught on camera hitting a female. On camera, what would you guys expect? Yeah. What What would you want to happen out of that situation? NFL player making a lot of money, and what would you want? What would you want? So because it's on camera, that makes it different. Regardless, though, what, even if it wasn't on camera, what would you want from this situation? Like a like a like a like a pu- public therapy session where that NFL player talks with his dad. Oh, oh yeah, that's actually very creative. <laughs> Why is that? Because I think that we forget that. Mike, actually. Um, I think we forget that yeah. healing is an essential part of punishment. Healing is an essential part of punishment. Yeah, that's a, I think it's like the, the realest form of punishment. Making people tap into like their yeah. their feelings, like the dude like this, making that dude cry, will be the worst punishment this guy ever got in his life. Yeah, that's that's my. But he also becomes better though. Yeah. It's like the the world becomes better. But like when you just throw somebody off. I don't like the way a lot of stuff is handled now. Like Kanye, everyone just like, screw that guy. I'm not going to listen to his music. It's like, dude, what are we ever going to, like, leading with that is like never going to make this any, any of this better. That's fine. So having a therapy session. With Anybody his, else? Like, no, I, mean, I, I, I like that, though. I want to respond to that. I want to okay. respond to yeah. it. Having a therapy session with his father making him cry. What does that do for the actual victim? It's not so much about what it does for the victim as much as it does for what it does for the victim's fans. Like sometimes a heal, like a punishment moment, is also a way to like give an entire public tools on how to apply punishment with healing as a part of the destination point, right? Like, but if you don't publicly, if you don't publicly show people how to sit down and like heal each other, then there aren't a lot. It's not like you learn that in school. I mean, we learn not to talk to our parents at school, probably. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, anyone else? We're fine. <laughs> no, I think to your point, uh, you were saying like, what does that do for the victim? I think it uh, it depends on the person, but it doesn't really help the victim to feel like the person is just being punished for no good reason. They need some sort of, you know, to make for that person to feel like they can move on, some sort of resolution, some some sort of like moving forward, some sort of healing moment. So. As like to say like I'm the victim, I would feel better knowing that that person is not going to re-instigate another crime. Mm-hmm. I feel better 
Can you guys ever forgive a person like that? Because I think yes. I think the, yes. wait wait wait. Yes. I will say though, I feel like as a as a that that's sort of the thing that I think. Uh, no, nah, I would be harsh on women right now. Y'all, no, nah, y'all don't y'all don't have y'all don't leave with or like there's no destination point, and it's like there's there seems to be a lot more focus on punishing this dude as opposed to. Like making this guy a better, like this guy should not do that again. But what's going to make him not do that again? Right. Right. That should be the focus. That's what's going to make this man not do this again? Not rotten hell, man, or like whatever, whatever comments that he's getting under his like Instagram tab that's going to probably make him a worse human being. It should be like, I hope, I, I hope you do. I hope we can get you the help you need. Right. I hope we can find something that's going to work. Right. right? Well, I think not just that, but like, what's he going to do to make the world around him better? Like, how is he going to teach other people that what he did was a mistake and to teach other people to not make that in the first place? Mm -hmm. So, and take more of like a preventative, like a restorative action to society. Like, how are we going to teach the little boys who watch this kid, this guy play football and think how great he is? How is he going to teach them that, hey, what I did was wrong and don't ever do it? Mm -hmm. right. No, I like that. I But also, Forgiveness is an essential part of the victim finding to survival. That it's a and it's something that probably doesn't get discussed very often because you only see the the anger is the public part. The forgiveness is a very private interaction. And a lot of times that can happen because you recognize that the other person is actually hurt. They're hurting you because something's wrong with them. And it's that recognition I think is so essential. It goes back to like dealing with our emotions, talking about what an emotion is. No one knows what that is, and therefore we have zero tools as to like what's actually going on inside the outside world's reflection of that. We we legitimately talked about this earlier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we really did. Like I was in their office, and we talked about like how you know someone hates you, and when you respond to them by saying I don't hate you, and like how crazy that is. Like you're starting off way better than as opposed to you responding with whatever sort of hate you're going to spew back. Like you you are creating a dialogue. And it's so hard to hate somebody who doesn't hate you. Like, it really is. Like, unless you're just some corrupt, nasty <laughs> man. <laughs> I, really, I really try not to get uh, let people get you off your square. Like, I heard, like, there were um, uh, racial slurs spit, maybe. But nobody could say something to me that would prompt me to, like, you know, yeah, like, earlier. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, to go back to what you're saying, well, where does this stem from? This anger, like, what is it? I just want to, like, add... Uh, just to follow up, you guys should go check out his interview that he requested <laughs> with uh, Lisa Salters on ESPN. Mm. It's, it's really short. It's like five, six minutes on ESPN. And um, his apology. And um, just let me know. Just, you know, just take it in and see how, see how you feel about it. Yeah. He requested this interview personally. And just, I don't want to sway you with my thoughts. I didn't see it, but it looked like you would advise against it. Wow. You how guys are... No, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just telling you. Just, how did you come across Lethargic. Mm. Like every dude in here was scared when I started bring, I started like pointing my energy toward females. <laughs> every guy in here was like, "Whoa, what is this guy about to say?" I saw this dude. There's three dudes in here. I'm yeah. <laughs> no, but even but I saw your face and you like knew you legitimately were about to be like, "What is this guy about to say?" <laughs> I think it's. I, I'm not really afraid to say anything, but like I think when you like. Uh, I think anybody who I lead with intentions and like I'm not trying to like if I said something that probably was maybe insensitive or I just know where it's coming from and we can probably meet somewhere because it's not coming from some like sort of crazy 
nasty. It, it might be my opinion on something, but like it's not some hard, steady. You know, we, we're growing. We're all growing. Gotcha. Yeah. Let's um. In the interest of time, I hate to cut that short. That was actually a great topic, but let's just move on. We gotta get to our last. Let's topic. talk about slavery. <laughs> <laughs> trying to end on a, a dark note. <laughs> now let's talk about um top five albums 2018 hip hop. Yeah. Uh. It was a terrible transition. I don't know why you wanted to do it this morning. I'm like, yeah, uh, hip hop, five albums. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Well, tell me about that. I got a dark cloud. That was real pop music. Huh? Uh, uh, who's your top five albums? This? Yeah, no, I, I, uh, Drake is definitely in it, Scorpion. Uh, this way, you gotta, you gotta give it some kind of order. Yeah, he's three. I ain't letting you off the hook. <laughs> he's third. He's third. Uh, Nipsey Hustle victory lap is one. Easy. Meat Mill champions championships two. Mm. Uh, Drake three. I'll get there. You got like, top three. I I don't like a lot of what's going on in, in young rap. <laughs> I don't. In hip hop, what's these kids are buffoons. Like <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I really don't. I would say KLD four. Yeah. J Cole and any TD album five. Gotcha. J Rock. J Rock. Reason. J Rock. Anyway, <laughs> you wanna go? Uh, Nipsey. I do agree he's number one. Mm-hmm. In the year, you know, my Lord and Savior offers, he is number one. Uh, <laughs> Aubrey second. Mm-hmm. I really like the Black Panther soundtrack. Can we go back? Can we say Drake can't rap anymore? Do you agree with me? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, see, I'm really... What's going on, man? I, I literally said, I'm oh, literally serious when I say this. Like, he... Ever since the Ghost Right allegations came out. Shit Stop it. Shit mm. That same year he made uh, a 4 p.m. in Calabasas. Do we know he made it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm not even one of those I'm not even one of those dudes who's like really caught up in that, but it definitely You feel like his rapping ability has suffered? Like non- He made 4 p.m. in Calabasas. Non stop sucks. Like uh, emotionless. Yeah, it's good. Is there more? Like it. <laughs> uh, his, his rap diplomatic. <laughs> no, no, I'm really serious when I say like I I really prefer an R and B Drake. I don't even want the I okay, do that's not a, that's a I don't want rap. That's a different critique. Like he gonna he gonna left that with Quentin Miller. Well, can he rap versus do I wanna hear him rap for a difference? Like I'm what, giving you songs where What did he really bring to the table? <laughs> Let's bring about his impact. We're gonna look back at Drake's impact. We're not gonna be like 4 p.m. in Calabasas. We're not going to be... We're going to think of So Far Gone. No, he tapped in the We're going to think of Take like Care. We, we're going to think it. of men being more vulnerable. Yeah, but the addition is that he can actually rap. Like, when he's on track for people, you really think about the Coles, the Legacy, Charles, though. the Legacy. Like, now we're, we're pointing to the Legacy. Well, the friends with your ex. I think we'll... To a pop mainstream, he's one of the most popular artists. He gave us hits. Not good. When he, <laughs> not good. I think his rapping ability since the allegations came out has been. It's that been is what, 2016? Yeah. He made back to back. I don't. Don't know anymore, though. 
Put it, it out. This is sick. Oh my god. Finish your top five. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You done? I'm done. You hurt your heart? Yeah. You can't think straight no more. <laughs> what if Drake came out and said, "Look, man." Quentin was right. No. He been making me hot since 2016. Drake right now came out and said, "This is the craziest part about his legacy." If Drake came out right now and said, "Man, I don't know any of my lyrics ever," <laughs> I would. I don't care. Nah, Kev might jump off the Empire State. <laughs> Never see Kev again. What? <laughs> this man is... Yeah, I'm on radio silence. Yeah, Kev stopped showering, he's depressed. I'm on radio silence. We'll hear from you, huh? Top five. Uh, obviously, Nipsey. Victory Lab is just the greatest. But I've been told my Nipsey since 2011. Um Yo. I got meat too still. Don't you hate the guys who always try to... Like, I, I, I put, put you on. on. I put you on. I'm talking about since 2011. We out here. Um, what else? What did I say? Oh, Meek. And then Scorpion. J-Rock Redemption. This dude just copied my list. No, I didn't. Bro! <laughs> Yo, this guy really just you copied First of all, listen. First of all, this is all wax. Ah, listen, if anyone copied anyone, you copied me. Um, but it's cool. You just went first. Let's record first. show is December second. We're talking about champions better than Scorpion. But go ahead. Who has a nine to five? Uh, Who has a nine to five in Anyway, <laughs> J Rock is is fourth. Quit it. And then Daytona Pusha T fifth. Y'all slept on that album. Pusha T's Daytona album's fire. That EP is fire. It's seven tracks. I guess it is an EP, but whatever. It's fire. No, yeah, no. Pusha T. Daytona. Then listen. What? Listen to it. They're not tired for it. It's only so what happened to him in Toronto? What happened? In Zealand? <laughs> when he's on stage, he got beat down by Drake's goons. Nobody touched They said Drake's goons threw beer on him. <laughs> That's <laughs> not beating anyone down. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm very disappointed that, you know, back in the day when I was, I wouldn't say when I was growing up, but the guys I admire, guess who we had, right? We had Louis Armstrong, <laughs> Jelly Roll Morton, uh, some of the more talented. You know, artists of the, you know, Billy Holiday. And now you're talking about who? Who did you just say? Come on, man. Push I think team. this is a, this, no, this really is indicative yeah. of our culture. Dude, nobody you just said. Oh, yeah, you were born. None of you dudes. Yeah. <laughs> not one artist they mentioned can play the instrument. No, no, just think about that. In, just in a nutshell. Well, you well, named the same we'll, artist. We'll remember them. <laughs> we'll remember them all more than the artists you mentioned, though. So what does that say? <laughs> No, what does that say? It's a damn shame. Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick, you're going to remember them all. I, the people have you heard about the Hollow Renaissance? <laughs> Alright, yo, anyway. <laughs> this guy. You got anything else to say? You, you want to finish your little Hollow Renaissance? I do, actually. Alright, you got two minutes. I want to really, make this concise, but impactful. <laughs> no, no, we have an issue, though. Mm. It's all about addressing our issues and getting better. We have an issue. We've lost a context of history of black culture. Mm. I think we talk about the crack epidemic, but we don't talk about before that, mm. about a lot of the art and continuity and community that we had in this country. The art shows that. If you go to the 1900s to the 1950s and 60s, I'm telling you, some of the greatest artwork ever was created by African Americans. Some of the strongest culture in American history was, was being created and moved and championed, but we don't even well, you might have one little class on it, but like, it is crazy. Like, Chuck Berry created rock. This dude's black. Mm. Well, I'm serious, but like, some of the art, some of the contemporary art, some of the, you know, 
Louis Armstrongs and th those people really, without the resources, right? We always talk about resources and all this, without any of this stuff. These dudes were building. It is it's incredible. So like when we talk about Bed Stuy and and uh, in Harlem and what it means to some other people and what that stuff means to me, it's like man, we need to like bring that stuff to the forefront because it's like when we start talking about some of these new artists. Yeah, I, I mentioned some of the same guys, but. Uh, we don't we don't celebrate history enough. Like we just don't. It's not we don't know enough. Like people don't know enough about that side. If we're going to teach American history, like all of it has to be has to be brought to the forefront. Powerful words, boy call folks. <laughs> nah, <laughs> thank you guys. I uh, really appreciate everyone for coming out and being a part of this first live event. Um, I'm so gracious, I can't even like speak, you know, the, the amount of gratitude I have for everyone that's here for, for this first event, man. Make sure you guys check out all of our podcasts. We do this every single week. Me and Kat get together after work and, you know, just keep pouring and pouring and pouring into it. Uh, if you find us on IG, or iTunes, SoundCloud, all those streaming networks, we're there everywhere. You know, just cooling our pod, everything. And you want to talk about free game real quick? I know you do. So. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't even know why I posed it as a question. No, nah, I don't want to talk about it. But I will say this. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I launched an initiative. This isn't even a free. I wanted to have some fun today and talk with friends and you know talk about rap, art, music, culture, all that sort of stuff. But what I normally do in events like these is give out sort of free legal advice, free education in regards to copyrights. We're both attorneys here. Uh, me and Ke uh, me and Jarrell. And uh, we did one year about a month, probably about three months ago now. Not <laughs> but, like two months. Yeah, two months ago. Ago. yeah it was good, man. We, we gave people who needed it, right, uh, an opportunity to come out here, ask questions to two active attorneys. And we're teaching you. We pick a new topic every month. And I've just been running with it, man. I've been doing it in Philly, uh, bringing it back to New York. Uh, I'm doing it again soon in New York. Uh, I'm just excited, man. All the stuff I've been on about Jay-Z, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying not to be that dude. Like, so, legitimately, I hope as I get more successful, y'all don't see me turn, then bring it back up, then bring this whole moment back. But no, nah, like, free education should be provided to all. Mm. Like, there's, right? We always champion free education, right? Yeah. College should be free. You know me, Jay? I'll be like, yo, he's doing a lot behind the scenes, though, yeah. that you don't see. Don't slander him like that. Uh, we gotta see it. <laughs> and, no, but honestly... I, always, I challenge everybody in here who's listening to this and who will listen to this to like make sure whatever you do is bigger than you and you're not living if it's not making an impact on people. Like it just doesn't matter that much. So if you even if your work isn't doing it, you're nine to five, find other stuff that you're doing that can uh, that can push this country and push people forward. Like we're we're all healing. We're all trying to you know do cool and beautiful stuff. And I'm telling you, all you really need sometimes, all people need sometimes, you know, a chance and opportunity and education and resources. And if you can be a person who has those things and provide them to another person, you're doing your part. Yeah, man. D. Yeah. Not for real, man. Thank you guys so much for coming out supporting the podcast. Until next time, it's cooling out. Stay cool. You cool, I'm cool, you cool, I'm cool, we coolin' out. You cool, I'm cool, you cool, I'm cool, you cool, I'm cool, we coolin' out.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.